Welcome to the Mammoth Games Cast. I am one of your hosts, Jay. With me this week, we have Austin. What's up? And Brian. Yo. All right, guys. Um, what are we getting into this week? We have. Uh, I-, I was off last week. I have literally no idea what you guys talked about. How'd it go? Uh, I'm, it I mean, we have I'm some in... tangents. Good. Yeah. That's what we look for. So we're hopefully Brian. not going to re- be repeating ourselves, but. I have a feeling there's at least one article that's going to be kind of a, a repeat, repeat or a build upon, if you will. Yeah, yeah it could be like the uh, joke my one uncle would always say: "Pete and repeat are in a boat. Pete falls out. Who's left in the boat?" Jeff. Jeff. Jeff was there with him. Right? <laughs> I saw Jeff get in the truck when they went fishing. <laughs> uh, that's an unendable joke. It, you just yeah, keep saying exactly. repeat, and they say it again over and over again. And yeah, then you just exactly. hit your uncle at Thanksgiving. <laughs> With a croquet mallet. <laughs> Grandma gets mad. Dude, how do you know that we play croquet at our family gatherings? What? Hell yeah. yeah. Croquet is a huge sport pastime for our fam. Difference is my grandma would need to be stopped. My grandma would have found that shit hilarious if I would have hit my uncle with a croquet mallet. She would have been like, "God damn!" You would have to take it from her to hit him. She would already be doing. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, we're allowed to do that now." She started it. We can just hit him with the mallet. It's like the super uh, hammer from Mario. Yeah, use this. It makes the same noise. She's just slamming up and down, just cracking children and everything. And we've been demonetized. And <laughs> this is a. I, I listen. I, of course, we had that issue with the game of the year podcast, which, um, you know, Audio, yeah. en- en- enhanced, uh, fixed that issue. We had, you know, kind of another few small issues. So thanks for bearing with us on that. But uh, I, I think the extras um, made it pretty fun. But that was literally one of the opening things that you say, and we've been demonetized, and then the show starts. Perfect. <laughs> good times um it do be like that you know it, it do be like that um but that's what they say for the mammoth games cast if you guys get the chance head over to facebook.com backslash mammoth games and check out all the top news and video game stuff over there uh we appreciate all the likes comments and shares as well follow us on twitter at mammoth games Inc. so you know when we go live do junk just like this um we're trying to eliminate uh our, our it, it I don't want to say eliminate because I think it's impossible to eliminate uh, the gifts that we use of stupid, sexy Ned Flanders. Um, mm-hmm. But we're doing our best. We're doing our best. Uh, Trying to broaden our horizon. Get a healthy rotation in. Yeah, yeah. It's always going to be Simpsons, though. I think we've it, we've been going on that for at least a year. So I think Simpsons did it. Simpsons did it, and that's why. Yeah, that's exactly why. All right, um, so the first article that we have up um, is actually something that I think we were talking about uh, just in our, our group personally, just because I think a couple of us were actually interested. We're like, this thing looks pretty cool. Yeah. 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 Um, so, Brian, go ahead and take that one away. Yeah, so Razer has removed its N95 grade claims on their Zephyr mask on their website previously that... They had said that the filters were N95 grade, and I believe that this was causing confusion as to whether or not the mask itself was N95 certified. And so in effort to reduce that confusion, they have since removed the um, any claims of N95 
from their website because the mask itself is not N95 certified. And the reason we figured we'd probably just throw this on here because I believe in the previous podcast we did discuss... Um, Oh, it was uh, it was just the last one when we were talking about the new Razer desk that uh, mm, is yeah. is destined to get a ton of fingerprint screen, um, marks on it all over the place because it's just all touchscreen. Yeah, and I believe we brought up the Zephyr mask, and that's where we claimed it. And then it was like the very next day they removed the N95 grade claim from it. <laughs> so, I heard my feedback specifically. So <laughs> looking, looking at the. Looking at that difference, um, if, if what would that come down to if it is something that sits flush against your face and the filter being used is N95, an N95 filter, right? Right. I I am not a medical expert, so I cannot say and will not even try yeah. to make a claim on that. Yeah, I don't know. There was a couple of different things. So, like, I, even, like, the reporting on it has been kind of mixed because it's complicated enough i guess right um where it's like okay if you know it may not sit perfectly flush so that may leave some gaps well but obviously any mask can do that right so we're looking at this video here um and it does have a couple breathable ports and i wonder if it's not n95 one of those isn't filtered yeah one of them is not filtered because it does sit flush against your face with that plastic that you would see on something like uh like a rebreather mask for spray painting or you know, right. various, various jobs. Well, it's, what's also interesting is that um, it, as more like CDC guidance has come out, like basically, so they, they added this disclaimer, which it really stuck out to me. Razor Zephyr is not a medical device, respirator, surgical mask, or personal protective equipment is not meant to be used in medical or clinical settings. That's gone out for basically all mm-hmm. masks yeah, that we've right. been using. So like... It is kind of funny that, you know, something like this comes out where it's like, okay, this stuff is not regulated. Like, you can just create whatever you want and call it whatever kind of mask you desire, basically. Exactly. And because of that, it adds so much confusion to the marketplace because it's like, okay, is this it adds you know, confusion this certified? To, yeah. It adds confusion to the marketplace and just the overall messaging of what it is that we need to do in this current time frame with uh, the Omicron variant and everything like that. Yeah, that was something funny at work where, you know, the CDC put out the guidance that it's like, okay, actually, we've kind of been lying about cloth masks the whole time. If it's not like N95 rated, it's just, I mean, obviously, you're not directly sneezing on people. So that's a huge benefit. Yeah, right. But like they're like, okay, the regular masks kind of don't really do much. I would It's like, other than just generally controlling your breath. So then my workplace, so they said, okay, we're going to, we're going to recommend that everybody move to N95. Mm-hmm. Right. And then my workplace sent out an email that said, so we're gonna we're gonna request that people wear cloth masks. It's like, oh, okay, directly opposite of what the CDC said. Smart. Got it. Well, right. What, 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 I wouldn't say. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, all right. I would say is like I wouldn't say that the CDC's push for like any mask at all. I think was just kind of like a desperate attempt to try to just get people to wear control masks. the supply exactly, and not see the uh, supply shortages that were that we were seeing at the beginning of the pandemic yeah. about two years ago now and Wild still to think. yeah um where you were seeing like nurses and doctors using trash bags as ppe equipment and stuff like that because yeah. the equipment the national stockpile had been replenished and you we were just scrapped for supplies and everything and i think that was part of the leading reason and then the fact that like the mass majority of the populace 
wasn't going to be in a medical facility anyways. This was for going to the, get yeah. your groceries and then just going back home. That's why they were trying to do <laughs> this at. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it is, you know, it's it's kind of like, I don't know, this, it's stuff has just been so hard to track and like right. keep, a, keep an eye on, I guess. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't uh, help that there's like blatantly false misinformation. Other people just straight out. up lying about it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, just looking at this thing, I mean, there's, I I, I think there are ways to make, make this thing, like, even, like, more safe. The thing that I'm curious about is it has two uh, cylindrical uh, filters on the left and the right um, that have fans. The fans allow, basically, you to, uh, like... Exhale. So what you're exhaling isn't sitting in the mask with you. Right. It pushes it through a filter and out. But it also has a little, uh, a little port, not related to those two cylindrical pieces on the left on the and bottom. right. It's kind of on the bottom that's not covered. Um, like I think that's I know, for audio. Uh, well, they popped it off. Um, oh. And it's, I don't know if that's the audio piece. I think the audio pieces are actually uh, next to it. At least, yeah, they okay. are. You can see two little vents directly under. Um, and I think that's the amplified audio. They pop, in this video, they pop it off and it just has a little grate. I, I don't know why you couldn't take, like, an N95 filter and just cut it to that shape and kind of put it and in put there. put it in there. Yeah. Right. Um, I have a ton it, of it those might be just... filters that are just hanging out that I bought at the beginning of the damn pandemic that are just yeah. sitting in a bag. Like, so... Get the scissors out. Yeah, cut it, cut it. You could get probably like three of those out of one of those filters. Get, yeah. or you could get something that matches that diameter and just like hole punch style, just like cut them. Damn. Yeah. So then you can. Uh, I don't know. I still think punches. this thing's pretty rad. I still think it's really. It's cool. still cool. I mean, yeah. It, generally, it's still controlling. Uh, like again, the the thing that we need to worry about is not. This is not like the plague or something where you have to make sure you have like fresh day lilies or else you'll catch Satan's eye or whatever. Like, you just want to not be sneezing on people. <laughs> so this is still going to do that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think like even looking at like cloth masks, it still like pulls in a portion of the uh, the like. Output, if that's what you want to call it, of, of yeah. whatever is coming out of your face hole, and I don't think it's the face <laughs> hole we need to worry about the most. To be honest, I mean, I've been around you. Definitely, it's agree. not the face hole. Definitely, no questions. <laughs> yeah. there. It's not the one you want to worry about. You know, it's it's not. Um, is this thing even out yet? I don't think so. It's still under. It, well, the original one has been. Oh, has so it? They're, original... they're working on the new upgraded version. They've been doing like limited releases on um, just because yeah. I think like inventory has been. You you would sign yep. up on their website and uh, you would get notified of when uh, the stock would be resupplied and then you can order it. So they've been just kind of like releasing them in increments. What was the price on this thing? Do you guys remember? Not a clue. No. I'm looking no. here to see if I can find. Uh... See if I can find something. I thought I remember seeing it was like a hundred bucks. Really? That's it? Yeah, that's that's what I remember, or something like that. Man, I would have gone I would figure this would have been higher, but maybe um maybe that's the pro version. 
Yeah. That was just the I think the hundred bucks was the regular uh, yeah. Just the mask with the gotcha. filters. Yeah, they just have the notify me thing up there right now. It's yeah. probably smart to not put the cost up there so they're not ripped. <laughs> um But yeah. Uh something to check into. At least hit that notify me button or whatever if that's something you it's want interesting to It's interesting for sure. Yeah. yeah. Right. All right, so moving on, we do have a plethora of Sony news. Um, nice. Kicking that off. Actually, something pretty ex- I think it's pretty exciting. Um, I think so as well. Uh, Sony is pulling the PlayStation Now uh, cards from retailers, specifically in this article talking about uh, the UK retailer game. They were asked Yeah, to it's re- like their GameStop, basically. Yep, they were asked to remove... Um, all of their, uh, you know, all of their cards for um, PlayStation Now uh, by Wednesday, January nineteenth, by the end of the day. Um, right. And I've also heard a few other pieces about uh, other retailers stateside. Um, you know, also kind of quietly pulling theirs, not really, not really making like a big deal about it, but. I mean, at least two-thirds of us know what it's like to work in game retail. And they reach out and they go, hey, we're taking this down. And you just go, okay, mm-hmm. let's take it down. They're going to put something else there. And you don't even think about it. Typically. Don't even think about yeah. it. And when it comes to cards, cards were always really stupid. Um, yep. It's like, oh, well, this is like, uh, remember, they're going to pop something else there in a day. Yeah. Remember um, Xbox used to, like, convert money oh my points. god that <laughs> was you, so you had to do like a math equation every time you had to get xbox gift cards yeah. that was my entire college years of yes yeah. going to my uh college bookstore buying those point cards and trying to yep. figure out the the difference the between like, right i okay, think if i had a <laughs> i'm almost certain that it was for tw- it was 20 bucks for 1600 points was the way that um yep. you could baseline it and then you'd have like these leftover points and you would have to just try to hope that like the next grouping will even it all out for the uh, marketplace conversions and stuff. It, it just yeah. it was messy, but I guess for an engineer major it made it worthwhile as far as like math practice. I don't know. I that's true. That's fine. That's true. That's but, that might be stretching it a little bit. Yeah. I, I, I think the point the big point know. On the back end is Microsoft was making a few extra bucks off everybody. <laughs> oh, 100%. Yeah. Well, that's the 100% typical thing with... Um, yeah, the, the idea of the gift card, right, is that you you spend enough that you still have to spend a little extra money. Yeah. Right. So they, like, automatically, if they sell you a $10 gift card, they're automatically going to be getting 15 out of you. you know? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, that's especially yeah, true for, like, restaurants and stuff. So, yeah, they mentioned that in this article where it's like, look, we want to f- just focus on our current cash denomination gift cards where they can be redeemed for PlayStation now. Sure. But this is of course coming on the heels of um, pretty believable, I would say, um, Bloomberg report. And they've also been, you know, especially uh, Schreier, pretty much always right on uh, right. stuff that he feels confident enough to report on that they're going to be overhauling PlayStation Plus that will possibly have tiers that integrate uh, PlayStation Now or a retro catalog to compete with Game Pass. Which, of course, we've been talking about for um, months, yeah. a year, two years. Right. And Ever Crunchyroll. Since the, that was another yeah. thing that was... In and Crunchyroll, right. Yeah. Right. yeah. Ever since the uh, news of the proclaimed Project Spartacus came out about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, so. I, either way, I think it's a good thing. Like, do we need 
specifically PlayStation Now gift cards? Who's going out and yeah, buying exactly. the PlayStation Now gift cards? Specifically. It's, not, if you, it, not for the demand that has been seen for PlayStation Now. Yeah. No, they would just buy, if it was that, like, you could probably at the holiday trick someone into buying a PlayStation Now specific gift card, but, like, what's the payoff? You know what I mean? Right. Well, like, as a retailer. Your uh, grandson can, can use this to do stuff on PlayStation Now. So it's not like, you know, right later. Now. You can do it now. Just get right now. Get everything? No. Shut up, bitch. Yeah, exactly. Or, in the case of one of our friends, he sells it and then farts loudly. And the person stops and slowly turns huh? around. Like 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 he said something obscene, which he did say something obscene. <laughs> he did, yeah. It's, it just wasn't just not with the mouth hole. <laughs> Good God, that was a classic. But yeah, so at the at the bottom of the article here, you know, they mention um, as of May 2020. I don't know why you would go so far back. I guess we just don't have modern stats. Uh, PlayStation Now had about 2.2 million subscribers. By comparison, Game Pass had more than 18 million. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it is like I mean. You know, there's definitely something to be said there for sure. Yeah, well, they see those numbers and they're like, "Okay, what we're doing is not okay, not, not working." <laughs> yep, I like money, so oh, I like money. Let's talk about that. Yeah, uh, I do like money. All right. Um, Speaking of Sony, right before the right before we we went live, uh, Brian, you found uh, this article talking about um, a patent. Is that right? Right. So. To kind of tie in with the PlayStation Now cards being uh, pulled and having it being rumored to be part of this Project Spartacus where they'll be creating a service to more directly compete with Xbox's uh, Game Pass service, Mm -hmm. they filed a patent suggesting that um, PlayStation 5 games could be added to cloud streaming in particular using uh, the same type of uh, hard drive um, for their... um, their server spaces to be able to utilize the required storage space for what PlayStation 5 games need. Yeah, so basically mm-hmm. the the patent itself, yeah, was that ultra high speed low latency network storage. Hmm. Yeah. So I I'm not a definitely not an expert here. I'm looking at the patent. Um, oh yeah, I definitely struggled to come up with the right words for that here so yeah but yeah basically i mean the big part of the news story here we're looking at uh, twistedvoxel.com is where they kind of talk about like this is the second patent that kind of suggests that they're doing this right so like right it, there's just like mounting evidence that they're probably looking at having this idea yeah so it, it's like kind of solidifying i don't i don't really know why that's a particularly um i don't know there's always stuff that's like is it shocking that they're going to try to get more people to play their games? No, not you know in the slightest. Like, of course not. But it, it is kind of funny with, like, especially Japanese companies. It, we have to track their stuff like this because they tend to be so quiet. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, Xbox, like Peter Molyneux will come out and be like, it's going to have a wireless controller like 700 what? years before wireless technology has been invented. <laughs> So you just always know what they're working on, but uh, <laughs> yeah. so this is probably something to expect. Yeah, um, it's just basically how is it going to change uh, what we currently do? Um, mostly it, just again how how we yeah. you know what we have. Um, we haven't had tiers in any sort of right. like PlayStation network card really. You know we right. you you can buy time or whatever, but 
you know, those of us that are just like, yeah, I'm going to have that anyway, just buy like a year when it goes on sale and that's that. Yeah. So yeah. I think that's going to be the big thing. Like, how is that going to change? Yep. We have a year. Yep. Is it going to give us more? Or are we going to have to buy something else that's going to give us everything? Do I really give a shit and about Crunchyroll? Do you know things like that? Absolutely not. Yeah, the only crunchy roll I'm thinking about is what I'm going to have for lunch later. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would Peacock Folks? Plus be rolled into it? <laughs> no. So- hmm. <laughs> if it right. is, I will not purchase it. <laughs> <laughs> what? What? What does? Because Peacock, Peacock Plus is uh, is like NBC Universal, which is Sony. So okay, it's true. Sure. I don't think so. I think they'll keep that. At least I think that's, that's how it works. That would be a system unseller for me. <laughs> Wait, Peacock. Um, yeah. I know there's Peacock. Oh, Paramount. I was thinking of Paramount Plus. Yeah. I'm very familiar with one particular Peacock, and it's one that's attached to my body. It's a poopcock. All right, let's move right, on before right. we get too far down that rabbit hole. I got that wrong. I'm so sorry, everyone. All right. Um, so... Be warned. I don't think we'll spend too much time on this one. It's just like a, a be warned thing. Um, Horizon Forbidden West uh, was leaked, of course, before. It's, yep. Don't look for yeah, it. Don't look for it. You know, avoid. I love sections. that. <laughs> In this article, you can see a pair of screens from the game on this link. Nope. <laughs> Bro, just don't. Just, just don't. Just don't. So watch yourself. Yeah. Um, we've seen this, you know, tons of times. Last was part two had a similar situation. Um, even cyberpunk, the, cyberpunk was held ransom, so that's taking it back. That's really that's funny to look back. <laughs> I on. forgot that about that. Wow. Okay. They should have kept it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wasn't that like when that happened? There was like also a bunch of back data that was tied in with that, where CD Projekt Red was like looking into like their own PC. Well, yeah. Um, Game they got a bunch of their like internal like code, yeah. yeah, yeah, a bunch of funny. a bunch of like foundational code for um, just uh, their games uh, and whatever they're GOG, uh, yeah, GOG, and then oh, uh, yeah, that's as right, well, that is theirs as well, yeah. just foundational stuff for like where they start to make games. Like a character artist doesn't make a, a, a new body every time they make a new character, no, they import right. the character and then build right. off of that. It's kind of like that foundational right. import, um. So yeah. it, it was dangerous either way, but it's still funny to think about. Nailed them. All right, so the last PlayStation-related, uh, uh, major-related uh, piece here, um, it's kind of confusing, especially considering the article that's following it, because it's like <laughs> right. one company is going this way, one's going that way. Um, yeah. But Sony is uh, ramping up its PS4 production. Uh, ramping up. Ramping up uh, their PS4 right. production. Uh, despite rumors of it being discontinued, I don't think it's going to be discontinued. Not for, I imagine it's going to be... We have at least three more solid years in it. Yeah. Right. Um, I would say. Before any sort of uh, it being discontinued. And then um, as well... That's a really funny thing to ramp up when there's a PS5 shortage. Well, I think... Well, not really when you look at it in the perspective of wanting to get their software out, which is usually the typical way that they actually make their money back when their um, 
when they do these new consoles is that typically new consoles are sold at a loss and then they reoccur those expenses back based on like game sales especially mm-hmm. their first party games and so if they can still get their first party games out to as many people as they can like we've seen what they've done with adding ps4 versions for both horizon forbidden west and god of war ragnarok then it might be better for them to push out continue to um, support and produce PlayStation 4s just so that way they can push out the games um, at more copies of those games I guess I should say mm-hmm. yeah I, I don't know I always think that that is an interesting thing because I think I'm on the other side of it like force these people to upgrade to to move forward in Good. and in this case they really you know some people are still struggling to get their hands on the system right you know if there are the casual person like oh man i'd really like to have that but you know i can't walk into the store and just buy one um, right there's still a bunch of supply chain issues um the micro microchip shortages just there's a litany of other stuff that's going on here that's causing the, it making it very yeah. difficult and then also when sony decides to give um everyone on two different college football teams a ps5 each for a bowl game too that probably would also cause some complications it could it could i don't know if you guys saw that or not um i think it was the rose bowl where notre dame and oklahoma everyone on the team got like a ps5 because oh no it was the fiesta bowl because it was the playstation fiesta bowl this year (laughs) yeah so everyone on those teams got a playstation 5 Damn. Yeah. Well, well, I guess it pays to play. Is, 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 is <laughs> Are we going to see like downstream effects? Are they going to be like worse next year because they've been playing too much? Yeah. They, PlayStation. <laughs> or are they going to be better because they they've been playing nothing but Madden mm, and the game's mm, real mm, solid? Mm, mm, mm. R.I.P. Madden. Interesting questions all around, folks. All right. Um, and moving along on the complete opposite end of the spectrum. Perfect. Microsoft discontinues all xbox one consoles <laughs> right Perfect. they they had stated that they were already discontinued um the series x no not series x the one x shout out to naming conventions uh, bad naming yeah. conventions. <laughs> unforgivable honestly <laughs> so they they stopped producing the one x because it was kind of can't it would be kind of cannibalizing their uh series s consoles but right. now they're just outright ending all Xbox One production. So and that way they can focus solely on trying to produce uh, Series S's and Series X's. Which, as it would come out, I believe the Series S was one of the highest selling consoles of last month. Yeah, mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah. It's it's more readily available. You can find it. Like, yeah, you I've can seen... find it in stores. Like, it, like if you're lucky. Um, right, I've seen. I, I've walked into a Target and been able to see at least like one or two boxes in their mm-hmm. electronics department with it. And that right. was, but like that's on a rare occasion stuff. Yeah, it's it's not like you know you're definitely going to find one, but it, there's a, there's always a chance. You do your looking, you can find this a lot easier than like a PS5. Right. Yep. So Series like, S is a solid console, though. I mean, the tiny but mighty. It, it makes it. Um, it makes sense to discontinue because it's like what like like what are they going to get out of continuing to push this console? They can still push games to it, but right. You know, they can get 
hardware sales, and as well, the focus is Game Pass. Well, I th- that's the, that's I the think, focus anyway. I think part of it is also that they just kind of understood how the Xbox One sold, and it didn't sell as, anywhere near what they wanted to do. Whereas the PlayStation Four is yeah. one of the highest selling consoles of all time. Mm-hmm. So for them to continue to try to produce something that wasn't a good seller anyways probably just wasn't uh, lining up for them, right? Yeah, it just didn't make sense. Nope. Yeah, so completely different opposite takes on production, but... But also for... both, like, correct ideas. Exactly. Like. Yeah. Um, as well, the, um, I think they have, or it's, it's very soon, killing the... Um, was it Halo 3? They're they're ending it all of happened, the yeah. Xbox 360 server support. So okay, basically, right. and granted, um, anything that is Xbox One is obviously still supported. So you can still play Halo 3 online. It'll just have to be through the Master Chief Collection. Mm-hmm. But like as far as Halo 3 proper Xbox 360 release, the servers are now uh, been discontinued and stuff. And it's been kind of fun watching all the videos of people uh jumping in one last time it kind of reminds me of when they took down the halo 2 servers when i was in college and my roommate and i yeah. stayed up as late as we possibly could to try to ride out the server closures it's a good example i think yeah pretty cool um interesting so <clears throat> all right so moving on from uh some of the first party news looking at some of the other things that we have going on uh disney and tencent announced um an avatar uh mmo this makes sense to me this makes money makes money yeah yeah well yeah um (laughs) really really interesting uh piece the biggest piece that i think here that that's interesting is um ios and android devices right so it seems like there this is almost kind of it feels like a formulaic creation it's like if we add disney and tencent an avatar and mobile phones we will get this so i think it is fitting that the article here on Eurogamer, uh the the banner piece is for genshin impact um i think that's very very fitting <laughs> uh because that's exactly has Can't beat them, exactly what they're going for right that that would make the most sense to me yeah and not saying that like this will be bad because i as I stated, like back when I first started joining in with you guys here, like mobile gaming has come a long way since um, it originally kicked off and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, yeah. I am excited to see like what they do produce with this, because if they do come up with like an avatar version of Genshin Impact, that could be pretty dope. Yeah, um, the, yeah. the 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 pieces here say um, you'll be able to play Avatar: Reckoning in three modes. Uh, via single-player story mission, PvP, or co-op, as you explore never-before-seen parts of Avatar's world. So, I I, I think that it's smart to give everybody kind of a, you know, how do you want to play, is is the way it feels. Um, Uh, I hope it has, for, like, the single-player stuff, the offline mode, so that way people on like say airplanes could still play and stuff that's the one big hold up that i still find with a lot of mobile games is mm-hmm. that you still have to have some sort of internet connection and yet the majority of the time that i play mobile games is when i'm sitting on an airplane 
Yeah. When yeah, when you have no, literally nothing to do. Yeah. Except maybe Granted, read a book. That could be a just me problem. So sure. Um, it continued on to say, meet new Navi uh, clans fighting to defend their home, uh, battle powerful RDA troops seeking to exploit resources from the moon, and encounter new spectacular alien creatures. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited. I'm very all we've all we've received thus far is um, a, a piece of concept art that just says Avatar. Right. Writing. Um, but. Did they say, I, I, like, what kind of play style it's supposed to be, whether it's third person or first person? I don't think we've heard anything about that. All right. Um, I thought I mu- saw something that was supposed to be first person, but I'm not seeing anything on this article. It could have been just something somewhere else. Yeah, I I don't know. I don't think making it first person would be the way to go. I think following... I don't think so either. Following the Genshin Impact, like, third person action. Um, first person MMO. I don't know. That'd feel weird, I think. Yeah, you know, just trying to think about like control and and knowing your surrounding, not being able to see behind you and things like that. I, I think a first person mm-hmm. MMO would be weird. It'd be the MMO version of Far Cry Primal, Primal that we were all waiting for. <laughs> yep. All right. Um, this next one, I, I read through and I was like, "Don't we already have this? We already have this, right?" <laughs> um, but uh, it looks like. The article is saying <laughs> Bethesda will follow up Fallout 4's real life pit boy with the Starfield smartwatch. Uh, it's a good looking watch. Yeah, it's a. I mean, yeah, it looks fine. It, it's a. Great, I like it. Great looking watch that uh, is supposed to be uh, an item that is very much in uh, like ingrained in Starfield. Right. Um, but you know. I don't like typically Apple wear watch watches. Or... <laughs> yeah, so I've yeah. I've not been in on like the smartwatch scene or anything like that. But this one looks kind of dope. Uh, like, I mean, it looks it, it it has the semblance of like a traditional watch to it, which is something that I appreciate rather than a lot of um, smartwatches just being the screen and that's it. Uh, I, I like the design of this. Yeah. I, I think I think it should be a full a full like forearm piece that folds yeah. up a little screen. You can like <laughs> type right there on it with one hand. Learn to type one handed. You know what I mean? I Easy buzz light here. There we go. Somebody invented that uh, <laughs> keyboard. It's like a one handed thing with like toggle switches. Yeah. Apparently it lets you get like unbelievably fast. I'm I've been looking into that. Yeah, no, That'd that's cool. that's awesome. You can have it right there. It's basically yep. like having a You'd have more surface room than your phone, technically, if, if depending right. on the size. And we have the ability to have those um, curved screens, like bendable screens. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think I think that's the way to go. But here we are, still making uh, diving watches. Uh, <laughs> it's hey, a good there watch, is though. like I know we were joking about this before recording and stuff, but like what we would do uh, if our normal jobs didn't we just couldn't deal with them anymore and if we had like the ability to do so watchmaking that is another thing Mm. that i've looked into it's like you can make dope money off of making watches you want to become uh swiss basically is what exactly (laughs) yeah no (laughs) exactly so delicate 
you know it is but that would i don't know at least to me that would be kind of like the fun of it and stuff like that because like it is just kind of like a little puzzle that you're putting together here and Mm -hmm. stuff and it it it, there is kind of like a wholesome aspect of like you're making kind of like a really cool thing that looks dope and that you can also make a a yeah it has a function and you can sell it for a decent amount of money for it and stuff for a single item, yeah. Yeah. What was the the one company that was like college students that got into watchmaking and now they're kind of like all over the place? Um, uh, they do like a lot of podcast sponsorships, and uh, this probably doesn't help with our chances of maybe <laughs> getting a sponsorship from them. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I don't know. But uh, yeah, dope watchmakers that were college students, hit us up and tell us your name. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm looking here. I want to see. Um, oh man! I it, wanted to see if we. If it's going to bug any. me. But this is actually, you know, what's interesting. I so I did, you know, I've been wearing a smartwatch for uh, several years, I guess, and I use it to track. Um, you know, it's primarily so I can tell that I'm getting messages and stuff while I'm at work. Right. Um, makes it easier to, you know, keep up with what's going on, basically. Yeah. Um, but the other reason I use it for, uh, yeah, for like tracking, you know, I wear it when I'm sleeping so it can track how, how many hours of sleep I'm getting, my steps, and, and tells me the weather so I can check my watch when I go to walk outside and see how it's going to be, you know. Sure. But like this watch that they're showing off is actually significantly less functional than the smartwatch that I've been wearing for, you know, four years. So do you have, an? I assume, an Apple Watch, right? No, I have a Samsung. Oh, yeah, you're, you're Samsung. Something. Okay, so, but it, it's yeah. connected to your phone directly. It's the same manufacturer and things like that. Yep. Yeah, that's the same thing as having, like, uh, an iPhone and an Apple Watch. You know, it's fully right. integrated. Whatever you are trying to connect this to, if it even has that, I assume it has that capability, it's just going to be, like, it's yeah, like I assume it would be, like, a, it's gonna feel a like, Wear OS or whatever. Yeah, you know, it's going to have, like, it's going to be able to connect, but it's just going to be, right. like, missing it, it'll be very features. Yeah, it'll be a very fundamental thing. Movement Watches is the company I was trying to think of. Movement, yeah, MVM and MT. TNT, it's Dynamite. MVMT. Yeah. They started in 2013 with... 300,000 that they were able to raise through Indiegogo and uh, yeah. Wow. It's not bad. Yeah. So I'm, I'm looking them up right how now. do you feel? <laughs> how do you feel? Do uh, Mammoth Games watchmaking. I got shaky hands. Early onset Parkinson's. Let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> we can make a, a just a straight up Mammoth watch. That'd be sweet. I'd pretty steady hands. I, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I have surprisingly steady hands. I don't know if I'd be good at watchmaking. I'm, I'm, I think I'm more of like a, a wood and metalwork person, mainly because yeah. I kind of know how to do that already. I was phenomenal when it came to soldering in college. Like, I remember some of the lab classes that we had to do where we we had to use like, um, God, what was it? Like different ships to measure out like the deformation of metal and stuff like that and there was this one time i had to like resolder pretty much the entire rest of the classes uh ships and stuff because a bunch of them kept breaking and apparently mine were the only one that weren't breaking not to sound like i'm humble bragging. bragging but it's just like it was speaking of like steady hands it was just like one of those things that like i definitively remember from my college years and stuff mm-hmm. and i 
and not to like add insult to that but i think on that same day when i had to do that one of my contact lenses had fallen out like earlier that day so i was just like doing it one eye <laughs> you're like not to shit on you but i could literally do this with one eye tied behind oh, my back blind. yeah oh and yeah that that was a fun experience good times all right uh we haven't talked about um nfts yet you guys, oh god! You want to jump? Yeah, into I that? thought we permanently put him in their grave last week, but I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, uh, yeah. throw down again. Thanks, Troy Baker. Yeah. You know what I mean? Jesus, uh, this one, bastard. This one's just disappointing to see. But um, if you've been active on Twitter, you probably will see in the last couple of days, as of recording this, that Troy Baker announced that he was. Um, partnering up for an NFT project that focuses on uh, voice audio engineering technology, voice AI kind of stuff, where essentially this company, what is the name of it? Um, doesn't it start with like a voice uh, first? Voice first. Yep. Yeah, voice first mm-hmm. NFT is developing technology where they take voice actor samplings to then be able to have an AI generate lines for them. And then they're going to tie the licensing, I guess, of those voices to NFT technology, like you would with like NFT art. So, yeah, yeah this sucks to see. Because, like, yeah. um, yeah, it just hey bro, because, you can hate or you can create. What yeah, that that was probably the part that really set everyone off is the fact that on the get go, like literally like making fun of you. Yeah, well, <laughs> without before anyone has had a chance to respond, he's already criticizing your take on it, which he has right. then since said, "Yeah, that was a bad take, and I should not have done that." Um, <laughs> But, like, I've Great listened look. to the Playwatch Listen episode where they've had him on there, and I've heard the explanation for it. And basically, his his motivation for that is that he was approached by this company that, um, to the way that they, he, they pitched it to him, that this would be an opportunity for uh, lower-funded uh, video game developers to have access to his voice um, without having to um, deal with like the high cost of scheduling and licensing um, for an in-demand actor like himself. But on the parts... Jesus it, Christ. It's like, yeah. throw your back out sucking your dick that hard. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. yeah, you gotta be careful. Is, I've, I've seen people crippled by this. This is... Um, it, while his take sounded sincere, it sounded like he did not do the amount of research... Any. Um, that would, anyone should have gone into this because on top of the obvious NFT stuff which you can refer to our earlier podcasts about environmental impacts financial fraud um, money laundering all that fun stuff that usually gets tied up with NFTs uh, just because of the loose regulation nature that loose loosely regulated marketplace that they currently reside in uh voice first in itself has had a bit of a shady past where they have had a history mm-hmm. where they've taken audio samples from other actors without consent or permission and used it and as their own for their own technological advancement and um property and stuff like that and then have gotten called out for it 
and try to say no no you know kind of go the vanilla ice route of is like no is no 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 not no 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 uh kind of deal and then have had to walk back on those statements and stuff so and then the fact that a lot of this what they're trying to do has nothing to do with nfts in itself they don't need blockchain in order to do audio engineering and ai development that blockchain has nothing to do with that kind of stuff that's its own separate beast the reason why they're tying this to nfts is that i believe in one of their statements is that they want to give um developers a workaround from the typical legal framework that would be tied with um audio uh, sample licensing and stuff, which the audio sample license, audio or just licensing and legal uh, frameworks exist to protect all parties that may be involved. And so this is, it just, it sounds incredibly shady what this uh, company is doing. And then there is also the long term impacts where essentially you're now having um, high demand actors that are now readily accessible to pretty much every everyone this is going to impact the voice acting market where people who are have less renown or just trying to get into the industry a lot of times they'll tie themselves to like indie game developers because they're in the price range that they can afford and by doing that they can then themselves build up a portfolio to where they can become more recognized and become more in demand but by this route, just having just a few actors be, you know, the highest demand actors now being readily available, it, it jokingly, you could say that we're approaching a dystopian world where everything looks like weird, um, coked out monkeys that are voiced by Troy Baker or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. And I was looking at some of the other people that are involved in this, and I saw um, Steph Curry. Uh, Andy Milanakis, which that one made me laugh. Um, yeah. Charlotte Chung, you know, I believe Tara Strong has tied herself to some NFT work as well. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I it's it's I we've done several different pieces on NFTs, and I still feel like I know literally nothing about them. <laughs> I it it just it doesn't it doesn't make sense to me as. As like this makes sense in, in in the sense of like someone going oh I can make money off this, and that's what it, it, like everything's all about is like oh can I make money off right. this? right? Um, Essentially, the way that like, I've come to regard it is that NFT technology is kind of a solution to a problem that didn't really exist because there was ways to identify licensing and ownership prior to this that work mm-hmm. just as effectively as what NFTs do at this time. I mean, this... NFTs still don't protect people from, you know, essentially grabbing the image of whatever they're tied to and just, you know, saving them to their hard drive. It's just, uh, it's a form of digital receipt for a digital product, which really already exists. It's just that this is a decentralized um version of that where it's not tied to one specific server but is instead tied to an established blockchain if that's what they go with unless they develop their own blockchain services which i think voice first might no maybe they're tied to ethereum i can't remember but it's it's 
it's a higher energy cost for a decentralized um, identification mm-hmm. storage system. Yeah. It just seems like, like if, if I was in that position, if I was in, like, let's say, Troy Baker's shoes, why would I want to partner with these people to make, you know, make a little bit of money off of something like this when being an in-demand person and being there in person and doing what you do in residuals is residuals make sense but i mean you can still set stuff up like that and and still retain some dignity because it feels like almost like a dignity thing you know like i I, i'm a solid person that shows up to work not the way that he's the way that he tried to justify it is that like he's trying to search into means that like if anything were to happen to him that he'd be able to still have a way to fan you know bring in income for his family and stuff like that because we did talk about earlier about how voice actors it it, there is a bit of a burnout to that because if they're doing a wide range to their voices they can blow out their vocal cords and end up requiring like pretty expensive surgery as well as vocal therapy and stuff like that so the more voice work that like Troy would do, it, 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 there is an inherent risk that as time goes on, he could blow out his he, you know. He voice might be a bad example of range though, because he plays right. the same voice through everything <laughs> that he's ever done. Right, yeah. and there's um, a lot of the stuff that's like I just don't see why like you know should every song just be a hologram of Michael Jackson? Should every actor be a hologram of you know Jason Statham? Like. There's a reason that there are different people. Right. Like, um, I don't really care to hear Troy Baker play every single character in every game I play for the rest right, of my I life. Right, I don't need him in any well, it just, I prefer other people to be right. honest. Or sometimes, like, I was kind of thinking about this while I was driving yesterday, where sometimes it's even nice to, like, not have um, voice work with it, where it is just text that you're reading... Mm-hmm. Um, granted that may affect like accessibility stuff for like people who are visually you know have a tough time like uh reading text on the screen and stuff like that um i believe steve sailor the blind gamer does a lot of stuff with accessibility and everything so um he would have better input on that than i would um but having that kind of also allows you to the reason why I like that is that you can play with your imagination a little bit more about what it is that you're seeing. And so in doing so, games tend to have a bit longer legit, um, lifespan to them. And because they're not so much dependent on graphical fidelity, but they're more dependent on storytelling and uh, gameplay and stuff like that. And I think that's why mm-hmm. a lo- you, see, you still see to this day this massive market that still is interested in NES titles, Sega Genesis titles, because back in the day when people were playing it, yeah, it was revolutionary to be moving stuff, but everything was, you know, 8-bit, you know, very blocky and stuff like that. So you were still kind of like when you're reading, leaving a lot up to your imagination about, like, what is actually being displayed to you on screen and stuff like that. You have a base representation, but you're not seeing the full animation of it like we do today. And so... I think that plays into some of the nostalgia of why people go after that kind of stuff and why it works so much uh, and why it works so well in the indie space too. Mm -hmm. Sure. But yeah, this is just, yeah, this is disappointing to see. Uh, For me personally, Troy Baker, I'll admit that like 
yeah, he does have some pretty bad takes at times, but I found him to be kind of a pretty wholesome, holistic um, person to who's always trying to look to help people and stuff like that. And this is disappointing to see him making a decision that is not it, it has far more negative consequences than it does have positive ones yeah i mean the only thing that i can really see as like a massive po- massive positive is if like you said like like you said like he said if something were to happen we could still get his his voice on some of these really big titles he'll be that able he's to already sti- a t- yeah that he's already tied to Right, he'll still be able to draw income from like residuals on this kind of stuff. But that being said, what's the legal framework for what can these AI generate for him to say? Like, someone could acquire this, um, you know, AI program and have the NFT rights, whatever that means, and that essentially they're saying that they have full ownership of his voice and they can make him say maybe some of the most racist sexist stuff that they can possibly think of and in this world where we're getting more and more closer to very convincing deep fakes that doesn't help um be able to generate on say for his individual level no i did not actually say these kinds of things yes i did say that kind of thing and so that just kind of makes establishing truth that much harder yeah yeah, that's kind of like a a good um, like a good example of like result thereof kind of things. Um, right. It's yeah uh, that that technology their technology is interesting. I I would like to see more of how they're kind of achieving that. How they're like how that system works. Do they like yeah. what they have him record? Uh, I imagine it's much like they have. Um, I, I I don't know why I think it's, of it, but I do think of like uh like different um like mapping apps like Waze and and Google mm-hmm. Maps and things like that. How you have various people doing various voices and they can say like all the road names and things like that. Um, that would be just like a phonetic like sound out the all of these things and then it, they can just kind of cobble it together. Or, you know. Whatever. That would be the the way to look at it is essentially what you just said there is that they're they're having them come in do all sorts of various audio samples that they can then generate as lifelike as they can um, replication of his voice saying lines that he might not even say and stuff like that. Think of it as like um, what has already happened with like uh, music and music sampling where people are able to just generate music without needing a full orchestra um, out being recorded at Abbey Road. You can just pick up pre-recorded song samples and then from there be able to generate the music that you would be able to do. It's kind of along the that similar again, it Again, it does work with someone who doesn't throw a lot of range into their voice. Um, right. But someone who does have a lot of range, they'd be like, uh, okay, Mr. McFarlane, just go ahead and do it in your regular voice. Okay, now do it in um, Stewie's voice. Can you do that in Peter's voice? Uh, you know, just kind of like running down all these different. Or um, imagine them trying to capture uh, Jim Carrey, Garth or Garth. or them or going Trey through Parker. like, <laughs> or if um, Robin Williams were still alive. Yeah, yeah, it'd be yeah. wild. 
That's interesting, though. <laughs> I don't know. Um, you need terabytes for that. Yeah. Yeah. This this kind of stuff generally just I don't like. I don't like the generally. Yeah. It any kind of like on, yeah. intentional. I don't know preservation of like particular things like this. Right. I, like typically, Baker has acted in seven hundred million video games. Like those can just live on. Right. Like, we don't. Again, we don't need him to be in every other game. It's fine. Right. The stuff he's done is really good. You know? I do get his side of it too. Like it does preserve. It is a great way to make extra money, yeah. Yeah, well, it just, for a very long time. Like, he's the he's the standard at this point. I mean, right up there with, well, like, my, Nolan North. So. It, it sounds, one of the things, like, I keep going back to is, like, the, the legal framework in which this stuff is going to exist in. What I got, like, what I still struggle, struggle to understand is what is the rights at, as far as what he has over his own voice by implementing this and how long do those rights last mm-hmm. do, what happens say after he passes on do the rights then go to you know his family or stuff like that or do they become the sole property of voice verse it, I'm just really curious to the, how the framework of all this goes down and it sounds like by them trying to go the NFT route, they're trying to bypass a lot of that. Yeah, it seems like it would be the contract between him and Voiceverse and then him and, you know, his you know, I, I don't know I imagine whatever that would be you know, personally for him would be like kind of a will situation. Like where does that go? You know, like does it say like hey the whatever deal i made with voice verse that is standing you know after i expire those rights get passed on to you know blah 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 whoever right that's interesting to think about as well but yeah i, I assume I all would, that's been kind of shaken out yeah well hopefully hopefully for all the parties cases and stuff but even then still what's going on here i f- feel like there's far more negative consequences than there are going to be positive but I would really encourage watching Young A's breakdown of this situation and also checking out uh, this week's uh, Play, Watch, Listen podcast and listen to his explanation of it. And so that way you can judge for yourselves uh, what is going on with this and what the impacts will be. Sure. All right, let's transition into uh, possibly one of our last uh, things that we'll talk about for Pokemon Legends Arceus. Um, that game is coming out on the 28th, and ahead of time they did release uh, a gameplay trailer, um, 13 minutes of Alpha Pokemon and Ancient Fashion, just kind of showing off just showing off the game. Like, this is right. the Cell trailer, right? <laughs> this is the... Because it comes... At- what was the reset on this? I think that's the 28th. 28th, yeah. yeah. 28th, so just a couple of weeks away. Yeah. Um, I, I don't imagine we'll have much more outside of just kind of building upon the things that they've already kind no, of with, showed off. With how reserved Nintendo typically is with a lot of their information, this is probably the big one before launch that, the, that we'll be seeing here. Yeah, I um, for the month... I, I, I used to do it back in the day. I used to... Mm-hmm. Um, I have a whiteboard that actually sits right next to me. And 
I, I usually write, like, okay, for this month, I want this game and this game and this game. If it's a lot, i got to narrow it down. For this month, you know, whatever. Um, I started doing that on my phone in a note. And yeah. uh, this was pretty much the only game for this month that I was interested in. Next month is yeah. obviously insane. Um, right. But, but we're going to have to pick and choose what it is that we actually want. Yeah, yeah. Or at least initially. I mean, we can always capture up the uh, stuff later on when they go on sale. For sure. But, I don't Not know. Not to this... sound cheap, but we are all, all on a budget here, so. Yeah, yeah and this is, uh, I don't know, the... I don't know why I'm as excited for this game as I am because I know it's going to be reduced features um, and and things like that. It's a different take, but I think I'm kind of ready for that. I, th- of- I think that might be the reason why, because mm-hmm. of the scaled back features of them doing something that really is complete. Well, I wouldn't say completely, but extremely different from what traditional Pokemon tiles tend to be. And that's yeah. where this one definitely draws my interest is. I want to see what it is that they do differently with the franchise. Yeah, for sure. And I'm excited to see the you know, the different type of Pokémon that we're getting um, you know, like ancient specific things. Like right. why does this look different? What what ability does this have? It allows us to kind of Every Pokémon is a relic amp. Re- <laughs> It, it allows us to kind of rewrite, you know? Um, if, In the age the, before Trubbish. Yeah. 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 Trubbish is just a con- contained muck. If it, <laughs> um, Damn. Free my boy. Yeah. Leaf Mountain is natural. Muck is boneless Trubbish. Okay. It does look really interesting. Like, I, I, I feel like... Um, I don't know. I always get kind of like overhyped on changes to a Pokemon game and then it typically under delivers just because they have to turn the game around in like a year. Right. <laughs> yeah. But uh I mean the core concept of this is so different. Right. Where you're actually like crafting the Pokeballs and Yeah. It you're having to actually throw and aim at the Pokemon. You can be eaten by a you know <laughs> I think yeah. they just showed off a Mega Tangela. Don't mind if I do. That was oh, wild. That, yeah, that's. I've never seen that before. <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. Tangela has an evolved form. Holy shit! Yeah. Um, I forget what he's called. Tangelo. Tangelo. Uh, yeah. but it, it looks cool. Um, I, I'm I'm interested to know people's take on it. Not I. There hasn't been a lot of, a lot of buzz around this title. Yeah. Not the same buzz that we even got out of something like Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, you know? Right. Um, right. I- I'm interested to see what people actually think of this. Is this going to be a mainstay or is this going to end up being like a one-off thing that we end up getting? Um, I guess a lot of it just depends on the success of its sales and everything. That If this is really successful, then they might go- start going down this direction here with their games. I- because... I'm- they have a lot of room to work with since this takes place a hundred years prior to any of the other mainline titles. So you have a hundred years that you could go to the other regions and do similar stuff and repeat what is being done here, but with just different areas. So mm. I keep seeing a volcano, like over the, kind of looming over the the world. Um, 
I'm seeing a lot of Pokemon that I remember in the games like, oh, you know, we just uncovered these Pokemon in this region and we're seeing them for the first time. Mm-hmm. That volcano blow up and wipe out all the work that you do in this game and whatever may come <laughs> after it. Bam. I've never seen Pompeii. I've never Pokemon s- Pompeii. I've never seen this town before. Pompeii. These guys have some pretty uh, sophisticated, like, Japanese-inspired structures. I've yeah. never seen that shit before in a Pokemon game. Well, it was wiped out. Supposed to be... <laughs> it definitely looks cool. This is supposed to be the Diamond and Pearl, like, predecessor. Universe. Yeah, or I region, so, yeah. I think. Yeah. 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 Cool. Um, go check out that video. It's you know right over there. You can grab it right off the Pokemon YouTube. I imagine it's on Nintendo and everywhere else. So go check it out. That one's coming out, like we said, on the twenty eighth. All right, that's pretty much the show. I don't think we have anything else, guys. You have anything else that you want to bring up before we go? Not that I can think uh, of. I reformed Rome. In uh, <laughs> the, the Empire, like the Roman Empire and Crusader Kings, that's a tough one. It's three point two percent of players have that achievement. Nice, I uh, folks. That's gonna be in my tombstone. I, I platinumed um, Skater XL, um, and getting that last trophy is um, bullshit. So just calling <laughs> that out. Uh, it's it completely ridiculous, and um, I'm upset that they came up with that trophy in general of traveling a certain amount of distance on a skateboard. Um, like 1.6 percent of people have that trophy, um, mm-hmm. wow. and it's uh, not cool, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it's not cool, bro. It's not cool. So uh, I don't know. The game's still fun. But yeah, that's pretty much what that was my accomplishment over over this last week. Uh, I've just been getting yeah. back into, or I've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn on PC, and also getting back into Borderlands Three. I thought about um, I thought about Horizon, uh, you know, just getting prepared for you know the upcoming because I haven't actually played the I haven't played the game yet at all. Really? Yeah, I, it was one that I missed, and I was like, it's okay, I'll pick it up later on a sale. I thought I got yeah. it for free. Um, it's not in my library. Um, huh. I know they gave it out I, for free. Don't did they? They did. Huh. Yeah, it was during... I, um, they gave out a ton of games for free. Oh, um, that's right, they stuff, did. But the big capstone was that game. And I, I looked through my library. I don't have it. And hmm. when I messaged, uh, I did message, ask PlayStation about it. And they're like, do you have the receipt for it? And it's like, it was a fucking free game. What do you mean do I have the receipt for it? Well, they still send, they'll send you an email for whatever free game that you pick up. But think so about how many it, free games we have and how many receipts right. of the, it's just there. Like, I, I probably still have it somewhere in my email, but. Yeah. Man. I, I would say if you don't have it on PlayStation, as weird as it sounds, check it out for, uh, on PC. Because, like, I have it for both PlayStation and PC, and I tried playing it on PS5 just to see what the difference is. And I, even though I'm playing on, like, a 2K monitor on my laptop, I think it looks actually kind of better on this. Though, granted, that might also be tied in with what TV I'm using with my um, PlayStation 5. But yeah. it looks good on PC. I think, I know my TV is better than my monitors. Um Okay. So then it might be just better for you to do PlayStation then on that. Yeah, I think it'll be kind of 
uh, very similar. Um, I, yeah. I don't think one will be too much better than the other. So I think you know, I just save the. I don't even know how much it is, but I'm pretty sure it's like fifteen bucks on PlayStation. Yeah. So <laughs> I thought about that, but in, in um, when I was looking at at getting into that, um, mm-hmm. I was looking through my catalog. Uh, I saw um, Shadows of Mordor and Shadows of War. So I downloaded both of those, and I've been playing Shadows of Mordor again because I, I fucking was... love that system. It's so good. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I still have yet to play Shadow of War, but Shadow of Mordor I've played and replayed so many times. Yeah, it's 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 really fun. So I don't know. I <clears throat> I don't want to say that Forbidden West is something I'm gonna skip because I'll probably end up getting it. Uh, well, day one, but <laughs> it depends on if I can get back and, and jump in and finish this other one beforehand. There's a lot coming out in February, so well, I yeah, think no. yeah, yeah. For me, I mean, you list, have uh, you have Elden Ring that yeah. month, yep. Which I'm sure is probably the the star that you're all looking at at this time. Well, it's it's up there. Um, uh, yeah. What I have wrote down is the fourth. We have Dying Light two. Uh, the eighth we have uh, Sifu, which is um, a That's combat. Right, Sifu. Yeah. Um, the fifteenth is Rumbleverse. That's free, um, but that one looked kind of fun. It's like a fighting battle royale game. I wanted to get a take on that. I figured none of us. Were oh, play I know it. which one you're so, talking about. Yeah. Um, the 18th, I, for a moment, I was thinking that you were talking about the Nickelodeon one. Oh, not the Nickelodeon. Oh, what was what that was one? The one that they. The yeah, I know which one you're talking about. It has a. Kind of a weird name, Metaverse. Or it was, yes. I think it was Metaverse. Oh, yeah. It was either that or is it the the Warner Brothers one? I mean, Grand yeah, that's the Warner Brothers one. one. Has okay. like Shaggy and uh, yeah, and Batman. Batman. And... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, the eighteenth is Forbidden West. The twenty fifth is Elden Ring, and then we're supposed to get the Evil Dead, the video game, that month too. Still TBA. Um. No date for that month, but it's supposed to be like, um, uh, like the Friday the Thirteenth again, um, which is which was really fun. I I want to see better mechanics in a game like that um, because Dying Light would be really fun if it wasn't a dog shit gameplay mechanic. Right. Um, God, I'll say that every time. I want everyone to know that I think that. Um, <laughs> that's gonna be on my on my tombstone. <laughs> Um, it's just gonna say, um, or not Dying Light, um, what's the name of the game? I just completely, uh, removed it from my memory. No, not Dying, uh, it's kind of like the Friday the 13th, the game. Um. Oh, Dead by Daylight. Dead by Daylight, yeah. That's gonna be on my tombstone. Dead by Daylight is garbage. (laughs) (laughs) This game sucks ass. I just, I want to burn that bridge down. uh... I want them to bring me back if they can, but I don't think they can. (laughs) You guys are getting some elaborate tombstones. All I want is just my Xbox gamer score. <laughs> Why does this guy just have a random set of numbers on it? I don't know. Maybe it's coordinates. <laughs> 251837. What's that mean? Is this phone number? <laughs> it has a... And it also has... I, I hope it also has a... Um, like, a year and a number of show that leads to a podcast that oh, you God. recorded that has some information <laughs> that you want people to know. It's Dude. a uh, QR code that when no, you scan it, no, no. it makes you download uh, a, a Troy Baker NFT. <laughs> Good God. I was just going to say, like, my will is an ARG. 
I I want a a QR code that when you scan it, it just automatically starts downloading the movie from Idiocracy called Ass. (laughs) Mm. That's a great movie. It's got like at least 11 action-packed farts. At least 11 action-packed. I don't like saying packed farts at all. (laughs) I've never said that and I just still, I don't like it. (laughs) Well, that's the show, guys. We've been completely demonetized, just... You know, yep. per in fact, usual. we have to pay money now. Yeah, in fact, they're like, you know what? These guys have had it too good for too long, which has been an ongoing theme. Um, but that's the show. Uh, if you guys get the chance, head over to facebook.com backslash Mammoth Games and check out all the top news and video game junk over there. As well, follow us on Twitter at Mammoth Games Inc. Uh, for MGI, I'm Jay, and this week we have Austin. You can usually find me online at FilterCord, F-I-L-T-E-R-C-H-O-R-D. And not FilterChode, uh, which we've seen that I do have that account, but... Um, that's a burner you know, account. I only posts... Uh, yeah, that's a burner account, and it's like a numbers station that a, a certain person knows to follow what that account is tweeting, and other ever, other people should not look at yeah. it. Um, <laughs> and we have Brian. And you can find me on Twitter at MajorPotty. Yeah, and of course, you can find me at Night Swarm. Until next week, thanks for joining us, guys. Have a good one.